Now this one, I'm not sure if this is an AJ cut. I don't know. I dig it, but it ain't mine. That's not yours? Okay. I got them two for two. I didn't think this one was yours. The last one I thought was yours. This is reeling. By Eration? 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 Feels like a Rob. Okay. So <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, we are continuing our feel-good edition here on the uh, Sports Huddle on this Thursday. Now we're going to talk some college basketball. We've done high school football. We've done soccer. We've done the NFL. And now we're going to touch base a little bit of VCU basketball. And when we talk about VCU basketball, we have to talk about Zach Joaquin. He is with the Richmond Times-Dispatch. He is their beat writer. He also covers some high school athletics. And we got a chance to speak last night at the VBCA All-Star Game over at the Diamond. We were chatting about high school football. And then, lo and behold, Zach, you're on the sports huddle. Sean, man, you already got me excited for high school football season <laughs> right around the corner. I, I had Danny earlier, had Daddy Lewis earlier talk about high school football, but we're, I'm going I'm to I'm pick your brain a little bit uh, before we before I let you go. But we got to talk about some VCU because I don't think we've really talked about them in a while. Before we talk about the pairings of the A-10 conference season, Jacob Patrick leaving the program after a couple of weeks, going back to his home country of Germany to play professionally. Uh, your thoughts? Were you surprised on his decision to leave the program? Certainly surprised at how fast it happened, man. I mean, I think he was only here for a couple of weeks. Um, everything that you're hearing from in and outside of the program is that he got a little homesick. Um, I think that Ryan said the other day, too, that, that his, his uh, grandmother is sick, and so they've had some, some family health issues in that regard. So you totally understand and have the best wishes for Jake going back to Germany. But certainly sad because he's a really exciting talent, man. Um, and who had some professional playing experience overseas in Germany. And so I think everyone was excited to see what he was going to be able to contribute to that VCU roster, maybe right off the bat, even as an incoming freshman. But it, it, he made the decision to do what's best for him and his family. And I know the VCU program wishes him all the best. Certainly sad to, to see a talent go. But, hey, now they got two open scholarships for, uh, for Ryan to, to continue to kind of move the chessboard around here. Uh, in the next couple of months, I'd imagine that they're looking at grad transfer options to to bring in and fill that slot right now. Well, one of them, I thought, uh, I don't know how close this is to being a reality, but McAllister, who has, uh, hasn't played in three years due to multiple ACL tears, he went into the portal, but we have not seen a lot of programs go after him. Is there a chance that he returns to VCU, maybe get that opportunity to get on the court and play with Coach Odom? Everything I've heard is, is that he's gone and, and that he's going to be moving on to another program, but it certainly has dragged out for a while now. I think he entered the portal in late March, even mm-hmm. before Coach Rhodes left, right? And so he, he entered the portal even before the exodus of, of former players from, uh, from last year who made big contributions to that eight ten title-winning squad. And so we've heard uh, nothing but silence, really, for a couple of months now. And so I think it's totally understandable to be speculative about Jaron's situation, but everything I've heard from inside the program, man, is, is that he's gone and that that's an open spot right now. Well, we wish him the best. Hopefully somebody does uh, take yeah. a flyer on him. Uh, hard hard luck for him to tear his uh, ACL on three different occasions on both knees, so hopefully we, he gets an opportunity to play at another institution. Uh, Absolutely. The A-10s released their schedule pairings for the upcoming season. Again, they will play 18 conference games. 
Looking at VCU, their home and homes are with Dayton. So Anthony Grant comes to the Siegel Center. Also Richmond, obviously, uh, with Chris Mooney. St. Bonaventure with a home and home. And St. Louis, they're the home and home. So no home and home with Davidson. No home and home with George Mason. And they get Loyola of Chicago coming to the stew this season. When you saw the pairings, what was your initial thought? We're definitely seeing... Dayton and St. Louis, it's always tough in years if you've got to go to one of the other top contenders in the A-10 and you don't get the chance to play them on your home floor. So so first takeaway was just glad that those are home and homes and that they get a shot at both of those teams at the Siegel Center. Uh, my biggest takeaway immediately looking at it was that they don't have to go to Kingston. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, in the last few years, uh, Rhode Island has been a tough opponent for VCU at the Siegel Center and up in Kingston, Rhode Island. Um, but but that place is always tricky to go, and so happy that they don't have to make that trip. I know that that's been a difficult place to win for VCU over the years, and being able to just get them at home uh, is certainly positive, but having to go to Davidson on the flip side is tough, and not getting a shot at them at home. Davidson seems to always play VCU really tough down there, and so that's going to be a tough assignment. But but, but my biggest takeaway, yeah, was, was St. Louis and Dayton and being able to get uh, both of what's going to be some of the top contenders in the A-10 at the Seagull Center. It's always frustrating in years where you're jockeying for position and some of those top seeds with a team that you don't get to play on your home floor. And the fact that Duquesne comes to the stew after last year when we saw a little showboat at the end of the game <laughs> at, uh, in Pittsburgh. And, uh, well, that team, <laughs> you know, the team that VCU uh, took up there, is it going to be a little different? So I wonder, you know, will we see, you know, I won't say payback, but a little revenge. But, again, this is going to be a totally different team than the one that went up to Pittsburgh uh, last year. Absolutely. You, you, I think for the fan base more, it might be a matter of revenge, much yeah. more so than it is for the players, right? Because you got very few guys who played in that game last year, very few guys who probably on this team now who know Jimmy Clark. And his own, uh, you know, and his own history with the VCU program, yep. and so I think that, that that's where some of that showboating came from last year at Duquesne. I think that, um, yeah, not the payback from the players' standpoint. I don't think is how they're going to look at it. It'll probably just be another conference game for them, but albeit a tough one with some really talented guys on that Duquesne roster. I'm sure the VCU fan base uh, will be will be up in arms for that matchup, though. Zach Joaquin from the RTD joining us here on the uh, Sports Huddle. We really haven't talked a lot about this new look VC roster. It's been a couple of a couple of months since you know all the change has been made on the roster with Nelson and also uh, 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 Roosevelt Wheeler, uh, Bamisil, um, especially with Bamisil because this is now going to be his fourth program. This is not a lock that he's going to be eligible to play. Uh, what are you hearing about Bamisil and his eligibility for this upcoming year? Man, he's he's certainly been around a lot. My impression is that he's going to be eligible. I, I, I don't know that for sure, but I know that the NCAA has been pretty lenient about granting waivers when it comes to coaching changes. Mm-hmm. And even though he's gone G-Dub to, to Oklahoma and, and uh, started at Virginia Tech, right. both of his departures from Tech and George Washington were amid coaching change. The coaches who recruited him to those two places immediately left, I think, the summer after mm-hmm. he arrived there. And so I think that for both of those transfers, they don't necessarily count against the limit. And then coming back to go to VCU, they've been pretty lenient about their returning home to play waivers too, right, and not counting that against the kids' transfers. And so I think between the coaching change that he's seen at his different stops and the new destination, my impression is that, is that he's going to be eligible. 
What are you hearing as far as from the the hardcore Ram Nation fans about this group and the style of play that we'll be seeing? Because this is not going to be a, I guess, a traditional VCU look that we've seen really since Shaka was here. It's it's certainly not. I mean, it's not havoc of of the old days. It's going to be a different brand of basketball. A lot of people have thrown around the the European term, right? That, that Ryan used in his introductory press conference. Um, but I do think that it's a mistake to think that this isn't going to be a hard-nosed defensive team. Um, Ryan's UMBC teams were strong defensive teams, um, and he's recruited different profiles of athletes right between UMBC and Utah State. And I think that with the athletes that he's able to recruit at BCU um, and, and the length and the, and the uh, defensive disruptiveness that he's going to be able to incorporate into this roster, this is going to be a strong defensive team. Are they going to pick up full court? And, and try and push the pace a lot. And, and you know, like the Briante Weber teams, and he was setting, you know, getting close to setting NCAA steals records. It's certainly not going to be that brand of basketball, but this is going to be a good half court defensive team, I think. And so Havoc's not going by the wayside. It's just not going to be exactly the same. But the reality is that that's tapered off for a matter of years now, right? I mean, Will Wade's teams and Mike Rhodes' teams did not play the traditional Havoc brands that the Shaka's teams played, they all kind of had their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Mike's teams didn't pick up full court that much. And so I, I think that it's been a gradual taper from, from that. And Havoc is always going to be kind of synonymous with the VCU program because uh, of how famous the Final Four run is and how famous the Shaka Smart era is and the coaching tree, right? I mean, that's yeah, the, yeah. I think the big question mark that a lot of people have is Ryan is the first departure from that Shaka coaching tree. It's going to be different. I still think this is going to be a really strong defensive team with the athletes that Ryan has been able to recruit. I just don't think they're going to be picking up full court a lot and you know playing an 11-man rotation like we talked about Rhodes' army in years past. I'm not sure that's going to be the case here. I think the rotation will be a little bit shorter, and they're not going to play at quite the pace, but I think that they might actually push the pace more offensively rather than on the defensive side. Right? This is a VCU program that in recent years lived off of live ball turnovers. We all know that the Seagull Center is at its loudest, not just when VCU is playing well, but when they're creating live ball turnovers and feeding off of defensive plays like that. I think of Briante Weber diving on the floor for loose balls and everything and, and, and that kind of culture that was synonymous with VCU basketball. is going to be different, but I think it's a mistake to think that this team isn't going to be strong defensively, and I think it's a mistake to think that this team isn't going to play fast offensively because they're definitely going to try and push the ball and look for good shots early in the shot clock. I'm looking forward to it. I think the first game is supposedly against McNeese State, and that would have been another (laughs) trip to the stew for Will Wade. But, of course, he's suspended by the NCAA for 10 games, so he won't be able to come uh, to that game. So I think a few Ram fans are going to be disappointed that Wade will not be on the sideline for that game. They'll be disappointed. The loudest that I've heard the Seagull Center man was, was Will's return and Shaka's return, oh, yeah. right? When yeah. LSU and Texas both came back. That's the loudest I've ever heard the Seagull Center. Personally, those environments were wild. But, but Sean, I'm just here for the FBI costume <laughs> from that group of guys that, right, that sits in the corner yeah. right there on the baseline. They're right the behind me. Set. Yeah. I hope those will still be there, regardless of the fact that Will won't be on the sideline. They might. They might. But, you know, of course, it's going to be a little different without Wade kind of playing off of them. And he even said that in the press conference. He said it was good to actually see those guys because they were, they were good to him. And Wade was good to, to, to us in the media. So, you know, unfortunately, he, he did that or he was, you know, you know. But, you know, he's, he's still a good guy. I, I still have got some respect for him. Uh, I'm despite. glad you brought that up because I was I was a student journalist man at the Commonwealth Times during yeah. Will's tenure, 
and yeah, everything that happened afterward aside, he was always very nice to to local media and even to student media when we were requesting interviews and stuff like that. Always had a great deal of respect for him in that regard. No question, no question. Hey, before I let you go, this is uh, Zach Joaquin from the RTD. Love high school football and high school athletics (laughs) as a whole. What are you most excited about for this upcoming high school football season? Man, we got both All-Metro Players of the Year coming back. Christian yeah. Martin at Highland Springs and Harry Dalton at Dinwiddie. I think that with with how much those programs dominated the local scene and the state last year, obviously both winning state titles, I think you have to start there with the feeling that those teams have, not only to be elite locally, but to be elite nationally. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that you've talked to Lauren Johnson about this, and, and we've talked to Billy Mills about this and their desire to kind of take those programs that to that next step of competing you know, against some of the best programs in other states. And Highland Springs did it last year. And Dinwiddie is, is kind of in that process of trying to do it. So I, I think that's where I'd start is all the talent that we've got coming back. Some of the area's best players, Makai Byerson at Manchester is another one that comes to mind. He's set to commit on Friday yep. uh, at Manchester in the afternoon. Incredible talent that I've had a lot of fun watching over the years. So much young talent coming back, but particularly on those Highland Springs and Dinwiddie teams that have a chance to not only be among the best in Virginia, but I think be uh, be among the best in the country and compete with some of the best teams in other states. The co-Metro Players of the Year and State Players of the Year in their respective classes, Martin in five and Dalton in four. And you mentioned Byerson. I would not count out West Virginia as a team to possibly get Byerson. His dad, if everybody knows, Brad Byerson started his collegiate career at West Virginia before he transferred to Virginia Union to finish playing basketball. And he is a two-sport star, football and basketball. Will you be there tomorrow? At, at Manchester, yes, I will. I bet, man, I've been texting with Tom Hall, the, the coach over there, who's, as you know, one of the oh, one yeah. of the best in the area to local media and incredibly helpful. And, man, he can coach them up in the trenches. No question. And, you know, the offensive and defensive line, they're always so tough. And I think that Makai, I'm sure, would say this can credit a lot of his development to Tom Wall and the guys over at Manchester in the trenches because they coach him up as well as anybody in the area. Well, thanks, Zach, for uh, for joining us here on the Sports Hotel, and I will see you over at Manchester tomorrow to find out where Makai Byerson will commit to uh, for the fall of next year. Sean, you're the man. Thank you so much for having me on. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, Zach. Thanks so much, man. Zach Joaquin from the RTD. Catch all of his stuff about VCU athletics and also for the high school sports scene. He's going to be all over the place uh, this fall and winter covering the sports scene here in Richmond. One more break and then we'll wrap it up here on 106.1 ESPN, the sports huddle on a feel-good Thursday.